Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Welcome to another episode of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. My name is Sarah, and I'm happy to connect with you this week. So this week, we are moving along with quite a health-focused theme that we've had for a little while, and that generally seems to be our focus on the podcast uh, in different lenses. You know, I kind of move around. um, We've done a lot on Panda's Pans. We've done a lot on parenting, and then a lot on our own health and self as well. And that's that's kind of more the theme for this podcast. We're going to get into using alternative types of healing. And we have a really unique guest on this week who's got so much experience in alternative healing types. Her name is Winnie Chan Wang. She has a bazillion credentials. She has four science degrees. She's a licensed acupuncturist, a teacher, a shadow worker, a Reiki and shamanic Tao healer. She's a professor in acupuncture at Alhambra Medical University. And she's really passionate just generally about working with those who have chronic pain. And so I thought that could be a really interesting uh, fit in with this podcast. So We do talk a lot about different types of healing and, um, you know, her really trying to get to the root causes in the work that she does. She talks a little bit about her book and we really just start to learn more about Winnie and the way that she goes about healing and some of the techniques that she uses. So please enjoy this conversation with Winnie Chan Wang on alternative healing. So welcome Winnie to the podcast. I'm happy to connect with you today. Wow, I'm so happy to hear be here, Sarah. This is going to be amazing. That's great. So why don't we start with a little bit, get listeners to know a bit more about you. You can talk to us a little bit about your background. Sure. So I have four science degrees, two from MIT, And my first degree is in computer science. It's so funny, you know, talking about resilience and slaying the beast, because I have a secret to tell everybody. When I first arrived on the MIT campus, I didn't even know how to type a URL into the browser. And much like today, I'm having this conversation with Sarah, I'm just relieved that the technology is working. (laughs) Absolutely. It's really funny because you ask the question, well, how did somebody who barely know how to type a URL into the browser turn into a girl with four science degree graduating with a near GPA from MIT? In one word, I would describe myself as a hacker, right? So this is a podcast about resilience, And I want you to imagine that on the other side is your bank account, right? On the other side is your inheritance. On the other side is everything that you ever wanted, the love that you want to experience, the freedom, 
from all the things that have been stressing you out, wouldn't you want to figure out what the password is? So I would like to spend this episode talking about how all of us can be a hacker to unlock our inner magic. Now, I don't know if you can relate to this, but every day I feel like I'm juggling a million things. I'm a single mom, right? So I have to pick up my kids, do laundry, cook dinner. I am also a doctor with a private practice. And I love going on podcasts because I really feel like that is how we amplify our service. I really believe that wellness belongs to the people regardless of income level. So if people have money, great, they come hire me for my private sessions. But even if they don't have money, it is my passion to empower the listeners that you have the ability to heal yourself and you have the ability to experience the love that you always wanted. You have the ability to feel like you belong and you have the ability to free yourself from all the things that are currently stressing you out. Isn't that exciting? Absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I totally identify with the, the busyness and the overwhelm and all of those things. And so maybe you can dig in a little bit more to like the different types of healing techniques that you're using and like, how do you decide which ones to use? What, um, what leads you in that way? All of that. I'd love to know more. So funny because I'm currently working on a book called Unlocking Light. And it's a presentation of five different modalities and this idea being, you are the chef, you are the author of your life, you are the producer of your life. So as it turns out, it's not really me, the expert, that tells you what you need. You are the expert. You know exactly what you need. Now, I'm going to give you an example, okay? For example, in traditional Chinese medicine, we never eat raw vegetables. We stir fry all the vegetables with ginger. Also, we only take hot baths. We believe that heat moves energy. Now, in the yoga community, they eat raw vegan, right? So they eat raw vegetables, they juice. And they do ice baths. They try to take the coldest possible shower and even put themselves into ice bath. Yeah, I was just going to say cold plunge is kind of a big exactly. thing. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of asking the question, who is right? Should we stir fry our vegetables with ginger or should we eat it raw? Should we take hot baths every day or should we take ice baths? Rather than me telling you what the right answer is, I'm going to empower you to say that you know what the right is for you. And your experience is different than my experience. 
for example, maybe what I need is a hot bath, and what you need is an ice bath, right? Maybe turmeric is good for you, but maybe mint is good for me, right? So, I think that as a society, the reason why we have stress—let's break this down, man—the root cause of stress. It's because we have disempowered ourselves into trying to fit into a box, fit into what you think a good mother should do, fit into what you think a good wife should do, a good daughter should do, a good doctor should do, a good student should do. We are living in a prison where we're trying to please. Whatever expectation that has been put on us, right? For example, <laughs> I used to get stressed out about cooking nutritious, organic meals to my children because I think that a good mother cooks organic, healthy vegetables to my kids. It is true, right? Of course. Shopping at Whole Foods, buying organic produce—that's great, but not at the cost of making me stressed out. Right, right. And I think that it's really good to keep in mind the eighty-twenty rule. I'm going to explain the eighty-twenty rule because this is fundamentally why I feel free. From stress now, it takes twenty percent effort to do things eighty percent right. To get the last twenty percent, it takes eighty percent effort. So what that means is, if all I want is to get a B or an eighty percent on a test. Then I only need to spend twenty percent effort studying for that test. But if I want to be a perfectionist,、mm-hmm. I don't know how many listeners like want to be a perfectionist. If I want to get a hundred on the test, I'm gonna have to spend eighty percent of my effort to get that last twenty percent right. And let me tell you, it's exhausting to get a hundred. It leads to burnout, and let's look at our report card. Right after COVID, we have a pandemic of burnout. Our doctors, our nurses, our public school teachers, even our lawyers, talk therapists, everybody is burned out. Why? Because we're all trying to be a hundred instead of trying to be eighty, right? So freedom is when you know what. The ideal is. So it's not like I'm clueless. It's not like I'm eating pizza and ice cream and feeding my kids pizza and ice cream every day. I know what is healthy. However, I only spend twenty percent effort trying to feed my kids healthy food eighty percent of the time. Does that make sense? 
It does actually. That's really interesting. And, you know, I was just having a conversation with my own naturopath, very similar, where she said, you know, I'd love it if you could try to give like 80% in certain areas of, you know, like just and kind of le- not always aim for 100, I guess, and, and not always go above and beyond kind of thing. So it's, yeah, very timely. The other secret about 80-20 is that we don't have to settle for a B. So for example, let's say I need $100 to pay rent every month. Then you're like, Winnie, how is this going to work if I need $100 to pay rent and you tell me I only need to make $80, right? So the secret is to leave a little room for other people to help you. I think that, you know, we've had thousands of years of patriarchy where we want to pat ourselves in the back and say, yeah, I did it. I killed it. I rocked it. You know, what I have realized is why am I killing myself, getting stressed and losing hair over how many people I have on Instagram, how many people are listening to this podcast? Why don't I ask for help? This is where I realize is, you know, I pray and I say, oh my God, please send me some help. Please send me some money. Please send me some people. And what I realize is, when a person is really good at praying, that's my other secret. I only spend 20% effort trying to get 80% right and leaving room for surprises. So instead of being a control freak, I got to control every freaking detail. Is that I leave room for 20% of surprises and I let other people help me. I let other people feed me. I let other people love me, support me, give me money, you know, promote me so that the burden of promoting myself and making money doesn't all fall on my shoulders. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I love that. And it kind of gives a whole new perspective about sort of being able to let go a little bit, but that you can really still be in a great place if you do that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you can kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about some of the techniques that you're using. Like I know you work with acupuncture, um, working with shadow, Reiki, um, How do all of those come together as you're trying to help people to get get to where they they can, I guess? Perfect question. So I'm a hacker. So when my clients come to me, I help them hack, right? So (laughs) it's with a lot of fun. You know, imagine you're playing video games. And it's just much like you try a password and if it's access denied, you try another password, access denied. You just keep hacking 
until you unlock it. And let me tell you, one of my favorite modalities is acupuncture. And if you've never got acupuncture in your life, you got to open the Yelp account and just look up a good acupuncturist. Having a good acupuncturist is like having a good dentist. You need to go to the dentist at least twice a year. And if you haven't gone to dentist at least twice a year, I don't know how you've made it without, you know, getting any dental work done. But basically, our body keeps the score. So, for example, we've all had breakups. We've all left a job or left college. We've all said our goodbyes. We've all lived through some tough times. So within our body, in traditional Chinese medicine, we talk about the five elements. So anger is stored in the liver. This abandonment, betrayal, uh, disconnection is in the heart. And the overthinking, worrying, anxiety is in the digestive organs. The grief, the difficulty transitioning, saying goodbye, that is in the lungs. And then the fear, feeling unsupported, not trusting anyone in the world, that is in the kidneys. So in other words, let's say you are 40 years old. You, if you've never been to acupuncture and if you don't do any kind of breath work like yoga or qigong where you intentionally clean your energy or you go to a reiki healer to clear your energy it's as if you've lived your whole life eating chocolate and you haven't been brushing teeth your body has all these cavities like your body has all these grudges that is just stored and your organs. So when you go to an acupuncturist, they can diagnose where these blockages are and by the practice of acupuncture, help you remove the blockages like they remove the cavities. But the acupuncture alone is not going to cure you forever, right? Because if you have a cavity right now and you go to a dentist, the dentist can take your cavity out, but if you don't learn to brush teeth and you don't eat, stop eating chocolate 24-7, <laughs> the cavity's going to go right back, right? So that's why I really stress this multi-modality approach because acupuncture is so fantastic at removing blockages at the body level. But still, you need either a life coach or talk therapist to change your behavior, right? And this ties into mental wellness. And fundamentally, it's all about soul, mind, body alignment, right? Because, you know, I have clients, for example, they are addicted to porn. And they watch porn every single day. They want to give up their addiction so badly. It doesn't matter if you're addicted to social media, addicted to alcohol, sex, whatever your addiction is. In my humble opinion, the fastest, cheapest, easiest way 
to overcome addiction is to connect to your spiritual nature. So that is why it is important to heal at the soul level where we get to know God and what that is. We get to heal at the mind level where we work with talk therapists or life coaches. And then we work at the body level where we work with an acupuncturist. Okay, I think that all makes so much sense to me. And uh, yeah, I, I guess one thing that I'm wondering is how do we know you know, you're saying you kind of have to get back into your intuition and, but how do we know when we're on the right track or the wrong track? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do we get to that understanding of our body? That is a really great question. So if you feel more joy and more gratitude I would say then you are on the right track. So let me give an example. The sun is there even if you it is covered by dark clouds. So one way to know if you are on the right track is whether you know that you are the sun. You came here to shine. You didn't come here to suffer and live in the dark. So if you're feeling like there are dark clouds over you, this is when you want to do shadow work. So I wrote this book. It's called Honoring Darkness. Embrace shadow work to nourish and grow your power. You know, at first the title might seem really scary, Honor Darkness. But actually, in one word, what this book is about is compassion. And then the second word is transformation. But it has to come in this order, which is compassion happens before transformation. Right? Compassion is how we can meet ourselves where we are. Compassion is saying it's okay to be not okay. So what I did for the listeners, if you're interested in this book, is I systematically categorize into 10 shadows. So these chapters have exercise at the end of the book. So if all you have to do is get the book, do the exercise at the end of the chapter. So you can systematically shift the dark clouds out of your life. And why I was inspired to have this list is because, you know, I don't know if anybody's planned a wedding, right? What if I remembered to buy the wedding dress, but I forgot to buy the flowers? What if I bought the flowers, but I forgot the cake? What if I got the cake, but I forgot to arrange for a photographer, right? So when we have a checklist, it makes sure we have check off all the boxes. I have done the dress, the cake, right? The flowers, the photographer. So much like that, 
I developed a system of shadow work so that you can just check off the boxes and systematically move the dark clouds out of the way so you can discover that you are actually the sun. You, you came here to shine brightly. And when you feel like most of the time you're shining brightly, then you're on the right path. You know, I'm going to tell you a secret. I used to go on Instagram and I would look at all these happy things and I would get really jealous or annoyed. I'm like, okay, insert cuss word. But what is wrong with that person? Why are they always smiling? And why are they always grateful for this and grateful for that? And I'd almost get annoyed. How come they can have so much joy in their life? How come they're always in gratitude? And what I don't realize is I can do that too, right? They've done the work of moving the dark clouds out of their lives. They've done the work to liberate themselves from the prison of stress. So um, I hope all the listeners out there that you guys are also inspired you know, in the book, I wrote about the dark nights of my soul where I was completely crushed. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit of history. I was a Reiki healer in 2017. And in the beginning, I was all love and light, love and light, love and light. And then in 2021, I had a divorce. And that brought me to my knees. It was like an ego death. Because again, insert cuss word, but what does the report card say about me? How much love and light exactly am I radiating if there is no harmony in my marriage? So that was the rude awakening that triggered me to do all the shadow work. So this book was really, I guess you can say, uh, a gift from my divorce. And I know that this podcast is about slaying the beast. And this book really chronicles my journey of slaying all the dark clouds, all of my monster out of the way so that I can come back to my true nature, which is the sun. That's great. No, I appreciate you sharing all of that. It's, it's really helpful. Um, I wondered before we wrap up, are there any other tools or advice or, or thoughts that you want to mention for the listeners? Um, just yes. in terms of, yeah, any, any aspect, I suppose. Yeah. So um, on my website, mindfulhealingheart.com slash events. I have many free or extremely low cost events because I founded a nonprofit called Compassionate Transformation. I truly believe that wellness belongs to people regardless of income level. So I have all these free programs that I really wish that you would take advantage of because if you want to know if an ice cream tastes good, there's no amount of words that I can say to tell you the pleasure when you dip your tongue into the ice cream. So unless 
you taste the ice cream, I can only tell you, try the ice cream, try the ice cream, but you got to actually stick your tongue into the ice cream to know how good the ice cream is. And it doesn't have to be me, right? You can try an acupuncture, look somebody on Yelp. And by the way, I do have a tip. Not only does everybody need an acupuncturist, like everybody should have a dentist, but if you don't like the first three acupuncturists you go to, it doesn't mean that acupuncture is not for you, okay? If you don't like the first three dentists you've been to, you don't give up on finding the right dentist. You keep trying until you find the dentist that you love, right? It's just like dating. You don't give up on having a love of your life just because you go on one date and it's a bad date, right? You don't give up on getting a job because you go on an interview and you bomb the interview. Resilience is you keep trying to find love, find the job, and find the right acupuncturist that can remove the blockages for you. So yeah, if I have one sentence secret that everybody should remember from this podcast is keep trying. Okay, don't let one or two bad experiences with whatever it is, to keep you from shining the light that you're meant to shine. That's great. And I mean, I think people are really going to resonate with that. And of course, yeah, like they're not every acupuncturist is going to be the same. And, and that makes a ton of sense for sure. So if listeners want to find out more, I know you mentioned about your free programs, but are you also on social media? Um, are there other places that they can find out more about you? Yes, I'm also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Mindful Healing Heart. And if you love Facebook, I also welcome you to add me as a friend, Winnie Chan Wang. I recently started doing that because I realized I really want to be your friend. You know, it's great that I have all these businesses, but what I realize is Instagram and LinkedIn, it feels a lot like I want you to be my follower. Mm -hmm. Facebook, it goes back to way, way, way back. You know, it, it goes back to the time when I didn't have a digital camera. <laughs> Right. It's like some of my friendship there are so long and I really love watching people's kids grow and supporting them through every up and down, I guess. And I really love just how freely people can share. And I know that Facebook is not necessarily a growing platform, not like TikTok and Instagram is so easy to grow followers, but in a way, I'm not necessarily looking to grow followers. I'm looking to deepen relationships because I find that the really deep stuff nourishes me. So I don't particularly think that the one-minute video is very nourishing, but sometimes I don't know if you've ever read an article where somebody really dig deep and share the depths of their being. And that's why sometimes I write these really deep enlightenment 
articles on Facebook. And so, yeah, welcome you to add me as a friend if you uh, dig that. That's great. I, I appreciate that for sure. Okay, wonderful. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful connecting with you and I wish you all the best. Thank you, Sarah. I love you. And for all the listeners out there, please, if you enjoy this episode, like and share with your friends because sharing with your friends is how we truly can make wellness available to everyone. And definitely leave a five-star review and comment for Sarah as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much. Okay, great. Thank you so much to Winnie Chan Wang. It was really interesting to hear some of her takes and some of the things that she uses in healing and definitely a great conversation. If you would like to connect with her further, you can on Facebook as well as Instagram. She mentioned she's at Mindful Healing Heart. Um, So please check out some of her information. She said she's got some free programs um, and different events that she's working on in terms of compassionate transformation. And I think it would be great to follow up with her um, just to understand a little bit more about what she does. Certainly, I have had experience with acupuncture and have found that to be super helpful. So I know there's so much in in uh, some of the work that she's doing. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you do have thoughts on future episodes of the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast as we carry on into the new year, please feel free to reach out to me. I will be doing uh, another batch of recordings and likely posting those up into the new year. So always looking for some great ideas. And I hope you're doing well as we head into the holiday season uh, and enjoy your time with family and friends. Thanks. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind, this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Sarah Lady Gluten or Facebook, Sarah underscore Gluten Free Lady. You can also visit my website, which includes author information, speaking information, and more info on the podcast at www.se-german.com. If you like the podcast, please feel free to review the podcast on your favorite platform and also subscribe because it means that it will show up for you every week on your favorite podcast platform. Also, we've just started to have the ability to support the podcast. You can find this link in my Instagram bio or visit ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash learning to slay the beasts. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.